Hi, and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Your host, Ray Dove, with REMAX Eastside Brokers here in the Bellevue, Seattle, Washington area. We're going to give you tips on buying and selling real estate. Today, I thought I'd talk about agency disclosure, the law of real estate agency. In the state of Washington, we are required to sit down with our buyers and sellers before we enter into a purchase agreement or enter into a signed listing agreement, we are to sit down and explain what does the law of agency really mean. And what that really is, it's just going through and explaining to our clients the difference between a buyer's agent, a seller's agent, and a dual agent. What does that really mean to you, the buyer and the seller? Well, I am your buyer's agent. My job is to get as much information as I can on the home or homes that you wish to pursue and try to purchase. See what material facts about the property you should be made aware of. Help you find comparable properties so you can make a proper decision on what price you would like to pay for the property help you discover if there's any potential red flags on the condition of the structure, maybe some fence lines, HOAs, CCNRs, and most importantly, trying to find out where the seller's weakness might be, so to speak, in the negotiation process. So is, is there an opportunity to get the home for less than what the seller's asking for? What's the seller's motivation? That's my job as a buyer's agent, to help position my buyer to get the best possible transaction for them with the best possible price and terms for them. Now, on the other side, if I'm representing the seller, my job is just the reverse of a buyer's agent in so much my job is to coach the seller, put the seller in a position to get the best possible transaction, the best possible price and terms for them, not for the buyer. With that said, if I see any material defects on the property, I need to bring those up to the seller, and the seller has a duty, if they know about these physical defects, to disclose those to the buyer. They should be in the seller's property disclosure form, which we call the Form 17. Now, with that said, not all sellers get in attics or in crawl spaces of their homes nor do they walk around the exterior of the homes to see what might be broken or need fixed. And most sellers wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. But if sellers know that there's a problem with the deck and they don't disclose it, they know there's a problem with uh, an easement issue with the neighbor and they don't disclose it, then those are material defects. My job as a seller's agent is to point those out and explain to them what they need to do and how to disclose those to potential buyers. So if they've had water issues in the past, flooding, water in their crawl space, home had a fire, anything that would that would be important information for the buyer. But my job there on being a seller's agent is to represent the seller. Try to find the weakness of the buyer, so to speak, again, so that the seller can hopefully get the best possible price and terms that will work for them. And sadly, uh, I, I've run into many, many real estate agents that say they represent the buyer when they really don't. They represent themselves. They want to get a transaction put together. 
encourages listing seller's agent to get a counter offer. Well, that tells me that the buyer is willing to come up from their offering price. I had an agent many years ago that brought me an offer that was less than the listed price. The home is on the market a week. The agent said, hey, here's my buyer's offer. I know it's less than the seller's asking price. I know it's only been on the market for a week, but do your very best to get your sellers to accept it. But do know my buyers will pay full price. Okay, thanks. I sit down with my sellers, explain the offer, everything looks great, and they say, hey, how come they came out lower than asking price? I don't know. They just feel that maybe that's what they feel they, they wanted to offer you. Well, what do you suggest we do, Ray? I said, well, just between me and you, the buyers will pay full price. They're like, really? How do you know? Their agent, their buyer's agent told me that they would pay full price. So who did that agent really represent? They certainly didn't represent their buyer. If that was my buyer, there's no way I would have disclosed to the seller that you wanted to pay more money. Just like if I represent the seller, if you're listed at one price and I knew you'd take less, my job isn't to go tell that buyer, that buyer's agent, that you'll take less. I've had a couple of instances over the last few years where the sellers knew that they need carpeting in their home. So they wanted to give a $10,000 credit for carpeting. My suggestion representing the seller is, let's not put that on the table. It's not a really material fact. Let's use that as a bargaining chip in hopes to negotiate a better price for you when you give them a carpet allowance. We ended up getting both homes, full price offers, Neither one of them asked for carpeting allowance. They accepted the home the way it was. I saved my sellers ten, fifteen thousand dollars on each home. It wasn't a material defect. It was a cosmetic defect. The carpetings were kind of worn and torn, livable, but you know, maybe we we thought that that might be the thing that was keeping people from making an offer. Now, if I was representing the seller or saying I was, but was more eager to put together a transaction. I would have told the buyer's agent, hey, write in the offer, the, the, the carpet credit. That wouldn't have worked to my seller's advantage. So make sure when you talk to a real estate agent that they clearly define what their role is, buyer's agent or seller's agent. Now, I know there's several agents in my marketplace, as, in, as there probably are in many marketplaces, that do what we call dual agency. What you need to know is I do not get involved with dual agency. I either represent the seller or represent the buyer. That's not to say you couldn't come to me and say, hey, Ray, I like the home that you're representing. Will you write up the offer? Well, I'll write up the offer for you, but I can't coach you on what price to offer, what terms to put in that offer, because if once I do that, then I've entered into dual agency. I'm representing the seller. My job is to get the seller's best possible transaction. So how does an agent really do dual agency? I don't think they can because once I coach my seller on how to get the best possible deal and then I go to my buyer and tell them where my seller's at and coach the buyer on what the comparables say and how to write the offer and what terms to put in it, then I've entered into a gray area and I'm really not representing anybody other than myself. So ask that question when you talk to a real estate agent. If you're not interviewing me, you're interviewing other agents to work with you, whether you're a seller or a buyer, ask them, what are their common practices? Do they represent sellers and buyers? It's not to say I couldn't represent a seller. 
and I represent buyers too, but I don't cross represent either one on the same house. Either I'm representing the buyer or representing the seller. That's my role. That's how I, I wish to do business. Could I get more transactions if I did dual agency? Maybe, but I personally think it exposes me to potential litigation going forward. Now, with that said, under our Washington state law, dual agency comes into play in a, in a, in a way that most people don't fully understand. Is Let's say I'm representing a seller. i got their house on the market. Another fellow realtor in my office is working with a buyer, and their buyer wants to make an offer on my seller's home. Now, by the definition of Washington state law, the office, since the office owns the listing, I'm just an agent that was assigned to it, so to speak, even though I secured the business, the office becomes a dual agent underneath the Washington state law. So it's a dual agency relationship. However, I still represent the seller and that fellow agent represents the buyer. And I'm really dog determined to make sure that I represent whoever I'm representing. So conversely, if, I were, if I'm representing the buyer and I take him to a home that's listed by another agent in my office, I'm representing the buyer. There's no behind-the-door discussions of how we can make the transaction work to the agent's benefit. My job is to get the buyer the best possible deal or get the seller the best possible deal. One or the other. There is no intermingling. There's no backdoor secret deals being made just to put together transactions so I can get paid. I treat each one of my transactions like it's my own personal transaction. So whether I'm representing you as a seller or a buyer, do know that your interest is top of mind for me. So with that said, I'm going to leave you for this week. Hopefully that uh, will guide you a little bit more about what questions to ask and understand how the law of real estate agency works here in the state of Washington. Have a great week. Once again, this is Ray Dove, REMAX Eastside Brokers in Bellevue, Washington. Feel free to email me if you'd like at raydoveremax at gmail.com. Visit my website at raydove.com. And you're certainly welcome to call or text me at 425-681-8630.